0: Chapter 10, verse 31. Whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do it all unto the glory of God. Who don't like that? Mic drop. Welcome back. It's a blessing to be with you for another edition of Faith Family Fantasy Football. I'm the Holy Handicapper, the host of this podcast. I told one of the players in a league I would give him a shout-out. So a big shout out to M. Rodriguez two hundred seven and the Mooney Tunes. We are in the middle of our last Faith Family Fa- Faith Family Fantasy Football Draft, and this is M. Rodriguez's team, the Mooney Tunes, from one to twelve: Jamar Chase, Alvin Camara, T. Higgins, Terry McLaren, Miles Sandard, Rashad Bateman, Darnell Mooney, Damian Pierce, Pat Fryermuth, Kirk Cousins. Rondell Moore and Jamal Williams. He has really frustrated me this draft. He sniped a few players from me: Rashad Bateman, Damian Pierce, Kirk Cousins, Rondell Moore. He must have been using my rankings. He is off to a pretty good start. Give M. Rodriguez two seven a hand finishing out his draft strong. Post any or uh, on any of our social media sites your opinion on how to finish his draft. This year we have been able to put out some helpful fantasy draft content this preseason. The last being draft preparation suggestions for different skill sets and CPU simulated mock draft analysis at three different positions. Go back and check them out. You can know when the podcast drops by following us at Twitter and Instagram at Holy Handicapper, that's holy with an I and handy with an I, and on Facebook, Faith Family Fantasy Football. We continue to get a lot of Facebook hits, but no, still no uh, posts or responses. We really would love to hear uh, from you and interact. Our podcast host site is anchor.fm, but we can be found on most podcast platforms. Please leave us a rating and review so we know what uh, you do think. It does matter to us. If you listen on anchor.fm or Spotify, you can find podcast questions and polls that let you interact with us. The questions and the polls can be found on Anchor.fm in the Community tab and on Spotify in the Expanded Information. You can leave us a message on our Anchor host page if you have a question you want answered or a subject you want us to talk about. Visit our website, faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com to see what Jesus is doing in the NFL. The Holy Handicapper PPR draft rankings are, are on the blog tag. Tab during the preseason our rankings were recently updated you can also answer our podcast questions ask your own questions leave feedback suggestions and content requests on the content page uh, i'm sorry the contact page for those not involved in social media you can call and leave a message a, or a question or a text me at 770-744-4075 my email address is holyhandicapper at faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. We would love to hear from you. We are in the sweet spot of the year for fantasy football drafts. Most traditional redraft leagues would prefer to draft as close to the start of the NFL season as possible. And I agree with them. Our Faith Family Fantasy Football leagues draft a little earlier because for now we, are, we prefer to do long drafts. Our Faith Family Fantasy Football 3 league is still drafting. I have been a little disappointed this year for the first time with our free long draft redraft leagues. We were trolled in a couple of leagues with managers that never showed up in the draft room. One league we had a couple of trolls get in and get nasty in the chat room. I think this was pushed back to the way we promote our league as faith-based, family-friendly, G-rated. This is our third year having fantasy football league, but definitely the most challenging so far. I have found a new way to make our platform public on Sleeper, but hopefully keep trolls at bay. Free leagues are the only leagues I play in. It has been my theory that if someone was going to put time into a free league, and are pretty, they are pretty serious fantasy football players, or at least want to be, and are more likely to stay involved throughout the season. If you are playing for money and have several teams, you will ignore the bad teams and focus on the good ones. My guess is, from my own observations and from talking to others, that pay leagues have better participation at the draft, trying to protect and booster their investment, but they have a hard time keeping managers involved all season. I wish we could get some sort of a hybrid between the two, free and paid leagues from the draft throughout the season. I hope you all have better success with your drafts than I did. This is one of the best times of the year for fantasy football. I just can't understand why people would try to put a damper on our fun. To, uh, To get a kick out of being a troll must be a very unfulfilling life that can only have purpose by surrendering to Jesus and his purpose and meaning for life by finding and following Jesus. Our lineup for today will be our weekly Reset Lifeline by Pastor Jeremy Morton, lead pastor of First Baptist Church, Woodstock, Georgia, which is a short biblical life lesson, and then NFL news and notes, followed by my pet peeves and frustrations with public league drafts, then the holy handicappers, bust, league winners, and sleepers by position. Our Reset Lifeline for today is find, and follow Jesus, the Lord. It's an overview of First John. Let's see what God wants to say to us through Pastor Jeremy.
1: Thanks for joining us for Reset, a daily devotional podcast with Pastor Jeremy Morton. Hey to all my friends on Reset. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Recently I began a preaching series at the church where I'm privileged to pastor, First Baptist Church, Woodstock, Georgia. The series of messages is from the little epistle called First John. It's towards the end of the New Testament. It was authored by the same guy that wrote the Gospel of John and also Second and Third John, and finally the Book of Revelation. Here's what I love about First John. At its very core, it has this obvious theme. The mission of God's heart is that the church help people find and follow Jesus. Let me say that again. On God's heart, which means this should also be on our heart too as followers of Christ. The real mission of the church is to help people find and follow Christ. John lets us know this right out of the gate in the first couple of verses of 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. A New Testament scholar that I've liked to read since college named Gary Berg calls the prologue to 1 John a grammatical tangle. In other words, Berg says this, there are many words, many convoluted phrases on the surface It looks rather complicated, but when you look deeper at the heart of what John is trying to say, it's simply this, Jesus Christ has always been the Lord. John had a deeply personal relationship with Jesus that he never got over. John wants his first century audience that at that time in the Roman Empire was in an area called Asia Minor, which is modern day Turkey. He wanted them to have the opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus as well. And the truth is this, if I know Jesus and you know Jesus and we know him together as the church, we can have a deep abiding fellowship and joy together through friendship. So we might say it like this, the whole point of 1 John is that people find and follow Jesus. I love what he says at the beginning of 1 John 1.1. What was from the beginning? Let's briefly consider this little phrase. What was from the beginning? John is acknowledging that Jesus Christ has always been the Lord. My friends, Jesus was and is eternal. He has been the Lord since the beginning of time. In fact, Jesus has been the Lord before there was time. Now, this is admittedly difficult to process and to articulate. We might say it's cerebral. We have to give this our best mind to really process what John is saying. But Jesus preceded the origin of creation in history. In other words, there's never been a time when God has not reigned from heaven's throne. Genesis 1-1 says it like this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Bible scholars say it like this. God created ex nihilo. That is, he created everything that exists out of nothing. God didn't need two or three items to create a meal. God created the two or three items that became the meal. He made everything that is literally out of nothing. And Genesis 1 and 2 say multiple times, God saw all that he made and pronounced that it was good. The gospel of John chapter 1 verse 1 says it like this, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him. Apart from him, not anything has been made that was made. In other words, here's what John's letting us know. Everything you see, every tangible item in this universe, it exists because of the creative genius of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has always been the Lord. Folks, we can say it like this. Jesus was the Lord. Jesus is the Lord. And Jesus will always be the Lord. Paul says it like this in 1 Timothy one seventeen. To the king of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, may he receive glory and honor forever and ever, Jesus. One of my favorite modern worship songs describes it this way. You were the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord most high. Your hidden glory in creation, now revealed in you are Christ. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. He is the Lord. Do you know him? The mission of the church should be really what's at the heartbeat of the epistle of First John. May the whole world find Jesus. And once they come into a relationship with Jesus, may they follow him. Yes, may we follow him with all our hearts for the rest of our lives. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that you are Lord. Reign over our hearts, our homes, our schools, our churches. Jesus, reign over all of us this day for your glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for Reset. To learn more or to join the conversation, visit us at fbcw.org.
0: I believe that life lesson and application was good for all of us and the trolls who are trying to ruin our legs and destroy our drafts. That brings me to our life question for this week. How do you help people find and follow Jesus? We know that that's what God's purpose is for the church corporately, but also for the church individually, which means each one of us who follow Jesus and those he is trying to bring into his fold. So again, our life question for this week is, How do you help people find and follow Jesus? You can answer that question on our host site, Anchor FM, in the community tab, or on Spotify under the information of this podcast or on our website faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com in our contact page well it's finally time for me to discuss what I didn't get what I didn't have time for last week so glad to get it off my chest my pet peeves and frustrations with free public league drafts well pet peeve number 1 please don't use free leagues for draft practice there are plenty of live mock drafts you can participate in on most fantasy host sites. Don't jeopardize the integrity and success of leagues by doing this. If you have ever tried to organize a league, you would never do this. Pet peeve number two. Please read the entire league description before joining a league. As an example, Faith Family Fantasy Football has a tag team league which is in the description says you need to have two managers per team. Why would you join if you want to manage a team alone? I realized that in Sleeper that the only way you can see the roles and the entire scoring setting is by joining the league, but this is something we need to ask Sleeper to change. To give potential managers access to preview the leagues without joining the uh without joining them. After a potential team reviews the rules and scoring settings, then they can join. I don't see how that could be too hard of a request to grant. If you like a total one to two hour draft, don't join a long draft. If you are not capable of making a pick in 60 seconds, don't join a league with a one minute time limit. If you don't have internet connection possibilities to draft from anywhere, I would not join a long draft unless you know that you have uh, internet access in the allotted time. If you don't understand anything, ask as soon as you uh, as soon as you get to read the rules and settings. Don't wait until the draft starts or is about to start and decide you don't like you don't like the rules and leave the league. Pet peeve number four. Please read the rules, scoring, settings, and conduct policy if there is one. Just because you like the way something sounds or looks on the surface, dig deep before you commit to the season and draft your team. One unique thing I usually put into the rules slash descriptions uh, is we pause the draft all day Sunday to allow families to enjoy church and spend quality time with their friends and family. It is uh, frustrating as a commissioner to get suggestions and or complaints about the way the league settings are after the draft or season starts. Even more frustrating than that is leaving the league because you didn't ask about one of these things. Pet peeve number five, turn on your notifications, at least during the draft, especially long drafts. In most host sites, you can turn certain ones off, like getting notified for every pick. You must have notifications on for when the draft starts and when you are on the clock at the very least. During the season, please have your trade request notifications on also. Pet peeve number six. Understand how your draft room web host works. Even if you prefer using other apps to mock draft, at least do one mock draft on your host site. Know to, uh, know how to use your player queue and how and when to turn on and off the auto pick. If you know you will be gone for a period of time that may go into your pick, set your auto pick from your uh, your player queue. This is especially important in long drafts. There are way too many CPU auto picks in long drafts that could waste four to eight hours when most times the managers know they won't be available. It is just a little courtesy and forethought and sometimes just a proper understanding of the draft room and how it works. I would love if host sites would just give the regular allotted time on the turns at 1, 2, and uh, uh, 10, 10, 11, um, or however your draft works it out. There is no need for double time for back-to-back picks. This is another suggestion we need to flood sleeper with. Pet peeve number six. Don't even look for a league if you really are not sure you want to play. Well, this one is self-explanatory. I don't know how many times I have heard from managers say, I wasn't sure I wanted to play or I am too, I am in too many leagues. Simple, ju- simply just don't join from the beginning. Anything else is just plain rude. Pet peeve number seven, never, ever leave a league or check out once the draft starts. There may be some exceptions like for moral or personal reasons, but always let the commissioner know, just don't go missing. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Hopefully uh, we can make a change and uh, and write some things to sleeper for some uh, changes and Hopefully people listen to this and take heed to some of the pet peeves. Now for some NFL news and notes. Jalen Rager, wide receiver from the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, made the roster. He made the roster cut. The 23-year-old uh, first-round pick, former first-round pick, uh, gives a, gets another chance to try to redeem himself. Not that important in regular leagues, but important in dynasty. Tyler Beatty, the rookie uh, running back for the Baltimore Ravens, was also released today. Take note, you Dynasty League players. I'm sad to hear this one. Des P- Fis- Fitzpatrick from the Tennessee Titans was also released. He is one of my Dynasty League guys from last year. A sleeper that's still sleeping. Marlon Mack, running back for the Houston Texans, was released. This definitely clears the path for Damian Pierce to be the workhorse number one back. That's my ride and die guy this year, Damian Pierce. Brian Robinson, uh running back for the Washington Commanders made the fifty three man roster. In case you've been under a rock the last few days, uh he was in a he got shot several times in a apparent uh robbery and is doing well health wise, but uh there's no no one's sure when he'll be back uh on the team, but they did put him on a fifty three man roster, which is a good sign. Quadri was released from the Atlanta Falcons. Uh this is good news for um for Tyler Algier, who will be the clear backup to uh, Cordero Patterson if he doesn't take over the number one uh, role before the season starts. Philip Lindsay was released by the Indianapolis Colts. O.J. Howard was released by the Buffalo Bills. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Kenyon Drake, who was released last week, is expected to sign with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. LaVisca Chenault was traded to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, a young, promising wide receiver, second rounder three years ago, uh, just hasn't panned out in Jacksonville. Sony Michelle, running back, was released by the uh, Miami Dolphins. Rumor has it that Darren Waller and the Raiders are discussing a contract extension. There's a trade rumor out there that Alexander Madison might be getting moved out of Minnesota. Uh, keep your ears on that one. That could be very interesting. It has been reported that Najee Harris, running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers, suffered a sprained Lisfranc uh, sprain about four weeks ago. That's generally a four- to six-week recovery, and looks like he may be uh, full strength at the start of the season. It was good to see K.J. Hamler, wide receiver of Denver, uh, have three receptions uh, in the pre- last, pre-game, uh, last preseason game. He has been out um since beginning of last year with an ACL tear. Uh, he's not someone you would probably uh draft, but I would keep an eye on him for the waiver wire. If he comes back healthy and strong, uh he's a jitterbug. Abram Smith was cut by the New Orleans Saints a running back. Rookie, uh I thought he actually had a chance, especially with uh, which, which I thought was apparent uh it, when I did my dynasty drafts that uh that um Elvin Camaro would miss some time. It looks like Kamara's not going to miss any time, and Smith has been released. How about Cade York, the rookie kicker out of uh, Cleveland, a highest draft kicker since 2016, hit a 57-yard and a 46-yard field goal in his last preseason game. That's it for the news and knows today. Uh, news and notes today, but uh, take a take a look at the uh, all the teams got cut down to the 53-man roster. Uh, check the news out and see which uh, players got cut. It's meaningful to you. Let's move on to the Holy Handicappers busts, potential league winners, and sleepers by position. First, we're going to take a look at the quarterbacks. My, uh, I got a couple of what I think could be potential league winners here. You might think I'm crazy. One of them is Joe Burrow. I know he's already ranked uh fifth among quarterbacks in, in most leagues in an average draft position in the uh, NFC rankings, which is current rankings. And I even separated the dates from um, just basically this month. And uh, Joe's rated number five there. So you, you think, okay, that's not such a big deal. Well, it is when the first four basically go in the first three rounds, probably, maybe down to four. Uh, you can... Joe Burrow sliding in the 5th 6th round. Uh this is a guy that that you can build your uh you can get your uh running backs and your wide receivers in place and then drop Joe Burrow in there and he could be a potential league winner. I think he has the capability this year to possibly put up a um a Josh Allen season like last year. I know there's a lot of statistics against him where he only had three really huge games uh last year and uh really didn't have a top 15 finish uh, in like 8 of the games last year besides those 3 um uh, but um I think he can put it together he came remember he came in last year hurt uh missed some time uh I think he's got a chance to put it together this year and like I said be this year's Josh Allen and I have another guy that could be a potential league winner his average draft position is 10 and he's going probably somewhere around the, uh, 10th round or later. Uh, and that's Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, his offensive line is banged up and, and, uh, not looking good. Yeah, he lost, uh, uh, Amari Cooper and, and, uh, but I think he is just going to raise his game to a different level and, uh, where you're getting him way down there. Again, like I said, you can build, Nine, ten players, you can have a good base of a team there. Grab him and he can make a difference of, uh, winning your league because you've already got all those other positions in you. So when, I'm, when I say a league winner, I don't mean he's going to be like I think Joe Burrow can be this year or like the other, to- or like the top four, but, um, I think where he's being drafted, he could definitely win leagues for you. I really don't have any bust for you, but the closest I could get to it would be Uh, Trey Lance and Matthew Stafford, they're ranked, uh, 12th and 13th, their average draft position. Uh, but again, these guys are going late when I'm saying 12th and 13th quarterbacks so strong this year, you're getting good quarterbacks down in the 12th round. And, and, you know, these guys are going late in drafts between round 10 and round 14 even. Um, so it's hard to call them bust, but if you're waiting on a quarterback, just trying to stack your team with, uh flex players and position players, uh, and you're waiting on a quarterback and you're thinking, I'm going to sneak in Matthew Stafford. I'm going to sneak, in Trey Lance. I think you might be disappointed. Stafford, I'm really concerned about. They're not making a big deal about that elbow, but I saw this two consecutive quarterbacks with Pittsburgh and uh, with, with, uh, Bradshaw and well, not consecutive, but with Terry Bradshaw and then with, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, how they just, uh, that elbow injuries just turn their arms to noodles. And, um, we might, I don't think Stafford's going to have the year he had last year. Um, there's some guys that you can take, uh, later than him. That would be a much safer pick if you're waiting to, waiting for quarterback late. Uh, Trey Lance, it concerns me that they did sign Jimmy Garoppolo. This means, tells me that they are not really convinced that he's quite ready yet. So I wouldn't be surprised when Garoppolo's healthy. If Lance starts struggling, they don't put Garoppolo back in there. So those are two guys that people are grabbing. And uh they're, like I said, they're ranked 11 and 12. But um a lot of people are taking them as top 10 QBs and as their number one QB. And I think they could be disappointed. They could bust your year this year. Um, one sleeper I have for you at QB and I just did some research on him and I'm not as convinced, but, uh, I'll still put him out there. And, uh, and, uh, that's, uh, Mac Jones, but, uh, I'm sorry. You know what? I actually don't even have him as I have him as a breakout. His average draft position is 22. I've recently heard that he is really struggling with, uh, uh, picking up the new offense, um, but, uh, I like what I saw out of him. I saw a, uh, young Tom Brady, which is really strange, but, uh, just cerebral, uh, accurate, makes the right throws, uh, good football acumen. Um, I think that, uh, he could, he could be breakout this year. If he can pick up that offense, uh, he could be a breakout candidate that is more than just a game manager this year. Uh, he's going to average draft position 22. Uh, which is really nice. You can get him as a second QB and could be a breakout. Uh, my sleeper is Kirk Cousins. Love Kirk Cousins this year. The the new offense, uh, just, I, I just think that he's set, he's primed, he's, he's average draft position is 15. I think he is primed to, uh, to really have his best season so far. And again, you can probably, you can get him. I'm seeing him go between rounds 10 and rounds 13. And, um, I think he is a sleeper. Um, no, even slide Derek Carr in there, but, uh, um, but anyhow, so that's, uh, it for the quarterback position. By the way, when I'm giving average draft position, I'm giving average draft position for, for their, uh, position, not overall. My league winner at running back is running back, uh, Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he is, his average draft position is 12. 12- but, um, with Rodgers losing Devontae Adams, uh, and, and just some other tw- trusted weapons, I, I, think that he is, uh, going to be relied upon in, uh, key situations and he's, Rodgers is not going to want him out of there in key situations. I think he's going to have his best year ever. I've seen him dropping into the mid-second round, sometimes even into the third round. If you can get Aaron Jones in the third round, he'd definitely be a league winner for you. I have Aaron Jones ranked as my sixth running back. I have a lot of him, uh, a lot of shares of him in my leagues. Uh, I'm loving taking a, uh, a, a number one wide receiver and then grabbing Aaron Jones in the, in the second round and sometimes the third round. I have one more leg winner that most experts will adamantly disagree with me on and that is Josh Jacobs. He is in the last year of his contract. They didn't renew his fifth year. A lot of people are saying, oh, that shows that they don't like him. They probably don't like him, but they are going to use him and they're going to abuse him. He's going to get more carries and more opportunities than, than, uh, you can sit shake a stick at. And I think he is good enough that he can make it happen and he has incentive to have a great year, um, cause he wants to get paid. So, uh, man, I, I really like Jacobs. He is his average draft position is 25. I'm seeing him drop into the fifth. Six round. I love him there. Uh, if you're going, uh, if you're going zero RB, he is a great, uh, he is a great target. Um, I, I really like him. And I say Ligwin or not because he's going to be the best running back. Again, because of where he is falling to and what you can get, uh, to fill your team out before you grab him. My bust running back, unfortunately, is Nadja Harris running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I hate to do this. I'm a lifelong Steeler fan. This breaks my heart. I would love to see him somewhere on a team that, that has a good offensive line, that has a good offense and that has a settled quarterback situation and, and, uh, but, uh, that offensive line is a disaster in Pittsburgh. I watched them close in the preseason. They are a disaster and, um, yeah, you know, if you put him on another team, he he could be uh, a Jonathan Taylor. But unfortunately, uh, yeah, he is a bust where he's gone. He's gone. Average draft position uh, for uh, his ADP for running backs is four, fourth running back. Man, I, that is way, way too high. I, I wouldn't touch him until the third round. No, I, actually, I wouldn't touch him until the fourth round, possibly. Uh, I, I just, I think he is going to be a bust this year, not because of him, not because of his talent, uh, but because of that team. Uh, I think Mike Tallman's going to have his first year of not being a, uh, a coach who his team is over 500. Uh, now I'm going to give you my, my sleeper running backs. I have, a, I have quite a number of them here. Uh, but the first of them I give you is, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, his average draft position is 17, but he's fallen into the fifth round, uh, sometimes the sixth round. That's foolish. I think that, uh, he does have some gas left in the tank. He has just struggled with some injuries. Not that old. He's 27 years old. Uh, should be in the prime of his physical ability. Uh, yeah, I know running backs now are falling off sometimes at 25, but, uh, uh, because of his injuries, he, he is, got a little less wear and tear the last couple of years and I think that uh he is going to have a good season. It does does concern me that that offensive line is is uh it, some injuries that that uh kind of um put them uh in a bad position but um I think that uh he can be a uh that he can, he's a great value uh where you're getting him at. Uh he's another guy, good guy to target if you're going zero RB early in the draft. This next one is a strange one. It's Travis Etienne, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I have him ranked at 19. His average draft position is 15. Why I would rank him a sleeper? Well, basically because he is going really late in drafts. Uh, he's going in the uh, sixth round, somewhere around there, fifth, sixth, seventh round. Um, man, uh, he, he just has potential. Uh, we don't know what it is yet. Uh, I think it could be very high. Um he could really uh really hit and uh, you get him that late. He is uh, to me a sleeper if you can get him that late. Next up, you can probably guess who this is. My boy Damian Pierce running back Houston. Um uh, the Texans have a released at least Marlon Mack uh really clears the path for him to be the definitely be the the lead number one back and uh, from the start of the season and i think he's going to to use a pun, take this job and run with it uh right now his average draft position is 24 in NFC um and that's just from this last week but i i think uh he's going to keep rising uh, especially with this most recent news so, uh, I really like Damien Pierce a lot. As your second back, man, that's, I, I, I like him. I, I've got him as my third and fourth back on a lot of teams that drafted early. Here's another guy that's in a similar position as ETN. Um, uh, I have him ranked at 28. His average draft position is 29. You say, why well, do you have him as a sleeper? Well, I, I, he has a potential. Again, when I say sleeper, like, you know, you can get him, he's like, I have him in a, in a, in a, in a group of guys like, uh, Dobbins, Mitchell, Sanders, Singletary, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, Damian Harris, um, who's, who's his league mate, uh, Chase Edmonds. Um, you know, this is a guy out of that group. He can pop. And, you know, if you got a choice of all of those guys, definitely take Stevenson. He's a sleeper out of those. He has the most potential to be, um, uh, to be a sleeper for you to, to, uh, really, um, actually almost be a a, a breakout for you because at that price, uh, that's not a, you know, I think he could be a three down back and, uh, could just replace Harrison, uh, uh, Harris, uh, goal line and in between the tackles and on passing downs. And, uh, I am uh loving some Ramondre Stevenson. Now we're getting into the real sleeper range. We're talking about Rashad White running back Tampa Bay. He is average draft position 48. I have him ranked at 40. Um Lenny uh came in a, a a bit fat and uh out of shape uh in the camp. You know, and he's getting a little older. I just don't know how long. I know that Brady likes to have someone he can trust. He likes to have veterans. Uh, if Rashad White shows that he can do some of the things that that um, James White did, Tom Brady will be happy as a lark and will be willing and more than willing to get him the ball. Um, I've heard he's picked up block schemes very well. He's a good blocker on third downs. Uh, like this fella at his average draft position, you can get him really late. Late, late in the draft, when I'm talking 40, average draft position, 48, I'm talking about just in running backs, not, uh, you know, overall. We're talking running backs. So you can get him very late. And this next guy also, Tyler Algier. They, uh, just, uh, also released Quadre Olison, who was their, uh, listed as their second, uh, running back. So at worst, Algier is going to be a second running back. I think he's going to be the early downs back and they're going to use Cordero Patterson as more of a, uh, maybe at first a little bell cow to Algier gets used to the NFL, but I think you're going to use Algier. I mean, uh, Patterson is more of a a gadgety guy, and I think Algier is going to be the consistent every-down guy and the goal-line guy. So at at average draft position of running back 50, uh, love me some Tyler Algier. Next up are wide receivers. Just like I've stuck my neck out for, um, for Aaron Jones and, and Josh Jacobs and Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott for wide receivers, I am sticking my neck out for AJ Brown. He is my ride and die wide receiver. I have him in a lot of different drafts. His average draft position wide receiver now is 10. Uh, but I'll tell you for, just as, as recent as a couple weeks ago, it was, a lot lower than that it was in the 15s uh maybe even uh yeah somewhere around 15 17 i like his situation i think his quarterback's going to lean on him particularly uh i like his size i like his speed i, I like the way he's produced so far uh, in the nfl i think that that he is going to be i have him ranked at number 7 um i i love i i think he is gonna be a league winner i'm getting him in the third round um i like getting him there that's a good place to get him um i think that in the third round and sometimes even the fourth he is uh he is definitely a guy that that it can at that draft um capital can can uh, be a league winner for you he actually has a potential to be in that top three tier with um Jefferson, Chase, and Cup. There is one more guy that I, uh, have as a, uh, potential league winner where you can get him. Uh, and that's Amon Ross St. Brown, wide receiver for Detroit. Uh, his average draft position receiver is 25. He is going very late. He is going in the ninth, uh, eighth, you know, round somewhere around there. And, uh, maybe more at seven, seven, seven through nine. And, uh, but where, where he's coming up is, um, is definitely a potential for him to uh, be a league winner for you where you get him at. I'm getting him a lot of times as my third wide receiver. Uh, man, I love to have a guy that I think, uh, can, can score like a, a top not second receiver, a low end first receiver and, uh, as a third receiver. That's why I say he's a league winner. His average draft position is 25 for receivers. I got him ranked at 23. Uh, but like I said, he's falling, he's falling way down and there, a lot of people are taking some folks ahead of him that, that, uh, I just scratch my head and wonder, but I let him go ahead and I'll just, I take him when I, when he's available to me. My first busted wide receiver is one that, uh, some folks really are loving this year and that's DJ Moore. He's a bust for me, not because of his talent. I like his talent. He's just on a really bad team with just an average quarterback and no supporting cast to take any pressure off of him. I guess actually he should be more in the, uh, avoid category than the, the bust category. He's just a player I am avoiding for sure at uh, his average draft position for as, as a wide receiver 14. Uh, I am just avoiding that guy because I don't think that he is going to play like a, uh, uh, high end number two wide receiver, almost a low end number one where he's being drafted. My next bust is, uh, Alan Robinson, wide receiver, Los Angeles Rams. I know I've heard some good things about him. He looks healthy and, but he's one of those guys that just kind of goes out and posts up. Uh, and that's great if you have a guy that can zip the ball in there and, and get it, to, uh, at the medium range, uh, routes and, and, uh, uh, just, uh, be pinpoint accurate. But I'm really concerned about uh, Matthew Stafford and I think Cooper Cup is going to get even more, um, is going to get even more, um, targets if possible than last year because I think he's going to be, uh, dependent on to get some shorter routes. And, um, I, I just am concerned about the the route tree and the, and the ability to get the ball to him. And, and, uh, I just don't like Robinson at all. Um, he is definitely an avoid for me. His, he's ranked as the 21st, uh, um, wide receiver off the board. I have him at 29, but I just avoid him altogether. My next bust at wide receiver would be Chris Godwin. I just am not convinced he's going to come back healthy. I don't think this is a long enough time for him to recuperate. Um, you yeah, Tom Brady's smart and he, he could work with what he has and if, if Godwin can get out there and just do some things, but, uh, um, his average draft position is 30 uh, as as a um, high-end number three wide receiver, you know, low-end number three wide receiver. I don't know. I don't – there's too many guys in that area there that I really like, which we'll get to in a little bit with my sleepers uh, and possible breakouts that I just avoid Chris Godwin altogether. And my last bust is DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver, Arizona. First of all, he's going to miss the first six games. Uh, that, and that doesn't mean he's gonna hit the ground running because he's suspended. He can't practice. So he's gonna have to come back and I'm sure he's staying in shape and things, but I I think it's gonna take him a couple weeks to get up. So that's week eight already. That's half the season. And this year they brought in some competition for him. So he's not gonna get the amount of, of looks that he's gotten in the past. So I don't think that, uh, uh, where he's going, uh, is any, uh, is anything I wanna, I wanna have anything to do with. He is definitely in a void for me and a bust. Now, wide receiver is really deep. Uh, There is a ton of guys I like as sleepers at at their positions. Uh, My first one here is uh, Brandon Cooks, wide receiver of uh, the Houston uh, Texans. Uh, He is um, average draft position is 24. I have him at 17. But, uh, man, Cooks, I, I like him. I like him as my second receiver. I'm getting him, actually, I'm getting him as third receivers in, in, most leagues. Uh, actually, actually, I'm getting him as, I'm sorry, I'm getting him as fourth receiver in most leagues. Uh, I really like him there. Sometimes fifth. It's just crazy. Uh, he produces every year. This year is not going to be an exception. I know Mills has been struggling, but, uh, he's locked in on Cooks, was locked in on Cooks last year. He's going to continue to be that. Uh, Next one I have is Marquise Brown, wide receiver, Arizona. Funny, we had just talked about how I don't like Houston. Uh, I mean, how I don't like uh, A.J. um, uh, (laughs) DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, And um, Marquise Brown is part of the reason why. These guys are college roommates. Kali really wanted him. I I think he's going to feed him the ball. Um, Man, again, I can get him very late. I'm loving his average draft position 23. Again, I'm getting him, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh round. Uh, you know, it's crazy. Um, love him there. He is, uh, definitely a sleeper. This is another guy that, that, um, was just a tier below those last couple I talked about. This is Rashad Bateman of, uh, Baltimore. Uh, his average draft position is 29. I have him ranked at 21. Um, I think that uh I think that he's gonna get a lot more balls. Um they're gonna have a lot of two tight end looks. I think it's gonna uh, confuse defenses. I think he's gonna be open. Uh I, I like him this year. I get him very late. Uh get him probably in the seventh, eighth round, uh, ninth round, tenth round. I mean I'm getting him late. So uh yeah, um he is, he is definitely a, a sleeper, someone you can look for this year. Uh, Amal Ross St. Brown, average draft position is 25. Detroit, love him this year. Uh, I think he's going to continue to do what he did there. He said last year, well, everyone was injured. That's why he got all these looks. And that's, he is a talent. He's going to prove that, that he is a talent. They brought more people in, but he is going to, uh, he is going to definitely outpre, uh, out produce his draft position. Um, Elijah Moore, another guy, same thing. Uh, every draft position 32, um, going to outplay where he's getting drafted, get him very late again. And there's a lot of guys going around these guys that, you know, the Michael Thomas's and the Keenan Allen's and, uh, the jury Judy's and I, you know, I, I, uh, Mari Cooper's, uh, I like, uh, Gabriel Davis. I like these guys over all of them. Um. This whole tier here, I just love, I got almost this whole tier marked down. I have. Here I got Brandon Ayuk, Christian Kirk, uh, Alan Lazard, um, Robert Woods, Adam Thielen. Um, these guys are going in at 29 to, um, 40, you know, early 40, uh, average draft position for wide receivers. And, uh, these guys are all going to outplay those, uh, you know, there's some guys in there that, that I, you know, that, that in this round, this whole, this whole, it's, it's amazing in that whole tier. And it's probably from like around, round six to round 10, uh, maybe around nine, all these guys are available. And I like this hardy one I don't like can almost build a team with these guys. If you can get a couple of them, uh, and just go heavy somewhere else. But, uh, definitely like these guys, um, Brandon Oak really stands out. He's in average draft position at 39. I have 31. Christian Kirk to have him at 41. I have him at 32. Alan Azor they have him at 38. I have him at 33. Um, Robert Woods they have him at 44. I have him at 38. Thielen, um, they have him at, at average draft position 34. I have him at 39. But what's really weird is just, it's, you can get him even later. I mean, that's, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I guess some people are sleeping on him, but I've, I see him out there really late. Um, anyhow, these are some guys that I really like sleeper wise. Now, here's some deeper sleepers. We're getting into like past, uh, wide receiver, uh, 44. Um, so we got Darius Toney, wide receiver of the, of the New York Giants. Someone's got to take that over. At, you know, Kenny Gulley doesn't want to seem to, uh, even though I have him listed as one of my sleepers later. But, uh, it, where he's going in like the eighth and ninth round, um, I like Tony a lot. 10th uh, round, eight, between eight and 10, like Tony a lot. Um, a player I'm going to avoid here is Tyler Lockett, um, in this tier. He's, he's 40. He's average draft position 42. I haven't ranked at 43, but I wouldn't touch him. I'd rather have any of these next, any of these guys that I'm going to talk about later. Um, and also Tony, which is in his same tier, um, Jacoby Myers, uh, and, uh, Marquez. Oh no, Jacoby Myers is another guy I really like. Um, yeah, he just, he's going so late and he is such a value, especially in PPR leagues, not so much in touchdown leagues, but I think his touchdowns are, are going to definitely regress to the positive, uh, uh, you know, he just, there's no way he can catch that many balls and get that many yards again and not get touchdowns. So, uh, like him a lot there. Uh, here's a, another avoid that I didn't mention. I don't have him as a bust because no one's really taking him out high, but Marquez valdez Scantling is just a player I'm avoiding. Uh, he's in that kind of tier that I just talked about earlier and these guys I just talked about just now, um, that, um, is, he just, there's so many other guys in that tier that I just avoid scantling altogether. Uh here's average draft position for Kenny Galladay is sixty-six. I'm getting him with my last pick in a lot of drafts. In a fifteen round draft, ten team league, that's what we play in. Uh so all our fa- faith family fantasy football leagues are. I'm getting him in the fifteenth round. Uh light like Galladay. Um just because he has a tremendous upside. And what's the worst thing you do? You have to cut him. So they don't use them a couple weeks. You keep them. They don't use them, cut them and pick up the hottest waiver wire. But, um, but he has a chance to be a number one wide receiver and you get him at, at, in at, at 15th round. So go figure. Romeo Dobbs is another one. You're getting him in like the 13th round, 12th round. Uh, he, he could be the, uh, he could be the, the go-to guy for, um, for, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. He's had guys before with a similar stature and, and, uh, uh, talents that Dobbs has and, and has played well with them. Three more deep sleepers. Uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, wide receiver, Washington, average draft position says here 114. I don't think that's right. I, I think that's a mistake on an NFC. When I looked at, uh, pro football, um, and I, I I'm sorry, fantasy pros, they had him in the in the late seventies, um, uh, I think he's just a forgot about guy. Uh, he's been injured a lot. If he can stay healthy, uh, man, it, it where you can get him uh, in in the twelfth round, thirteenth round, uh, good value. Uh, Jameson Crowder, wide receiver, Buffalo. He was started off on fire in camp. Uh, got injured. Isaiah McKenzie started uh, playing well. But McKenzie's been here before. and hasn't done much. So a lot of people are pegging McKenzie as a sleeper there. I think, I think Crowder is going to be a sleeper in that, in that offense. And he's going to be the guy that's going to be the Cole Beasley replacement. Um could be Raw, could be McKenzie, but I think it's going to be Crowder. But where you're getting a match so late in, in the last couple of rounds of your draft, he is worth a flyer. Uh, Josh Palmer's another guy, uh, that's in, in the, in the late seventies. Um and early 80s and and i think that uh he's gonna have some value on in certain weeks oh, by the way he's a wide receiver for the los angeles chargers i'm gonna mention one more guy just because i've always liked this guy since he come in i can't figure out why he hasn't figured it out yet uh reminds me of a terrell owens this is brian edwards wide receiver in atlanta uh, good chance to be the number two receiver uh big guy's average draft position is like 103 you can get him as a last pick in your round in one of your rounds and and uh i think that um uh man just just his um size speed and talent uh speaks that that you know and he's a young guy he's not that old i think he's like 23 24 years old uh he is he is definitely a guy that that i uh uh, man, 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 I think he's more like 24, 25, but he's a young guy and, uh, I think that he, um, is, um, someone you can target very late if you want to take a flyer and some of these other guys are gone that we mentioned. He's a deep, deep sleeper in bigger leagues. Real quickly, moving on to, uh, tight ends. Uh, I've got Darren Waller as a bust. I, I just think that he's getting older. Adams is there. He's going to be the touchdown guy now, not Waller anymore. Uh, they also have um, uh, the young man that broke out last year, Hunter Renfro. And uh, Jacobs is going to catch some balls. Amir White's going to catch some balls. Uh, I think that Waller's just going to be odd man out. So I think where he's going, uh, he's average draft position is four at tight end. Uh, and he's going in the first three rounds. I think that he's going to be a bust at that early. Uh, not that he's going to be a bust overall, but a bust that early for sure. Uh, a breakout guy I have this year is uh, Cole Clement, tight end for Chicago Bears. Uh, his average draft position is 11. I have him at nine. Um, I'm getting him very late. I'm getting him in about the eighth round of drafts, ninth round, and, uh, uh, and you can get him even later because, like I said, ninth tight end. A lot of if it's not a tight end premium league, tight ends fall pretty late. I think he can have a breakout year. I like him this year. Um few sleepers I have here is David Njoku. Um draft position the average draft position uh for tight ends is fifteen. Uh no, eighteen I have him at fifteen, but I think he could even outplay that because I think that uh that Brissett's gonna have to get rid of that ball and can't and I think that uh he's more his arm is more kind of uh and his game is more set up to through to tight ends. Uh, got Robert Tunyon that, uh, every, his, he is ranked 22 tight ends and I have him at 16. And, uh, Austin Hooper, he's ranked at 23. I have him at 17. Both of those guys can catch a lot of touchdowns this year, uh, for their teams. Uh, definitely, um, Rogers is looking for a guy that, uh, he can depend on and, and, uh, this might be the guy. And, and Tannehill lost. A.J. Brown, he's looking for that big guy. Austin Hooper could fit that bill for him. Going to kickers, I'm going to give you a couple. Sleeper, average draft in 17. Greg Joseph, I have him at 14, but he could be higher. Kicker from Minnesota, kicks in the dome, a strong leg. The other one is Cade York. We talked about him a little earlier in News and Notes. Uh, booted a 57-yard field goal. I think they're going to move the ball, but not going to put it in the end zone. So I think he could be a breakout even as a rookie. Uh so he could he could uh score some points. Moving on to defenses, 49ers I have as a bust defense. They're ranked as, a, as as a number 3 defense. I think with uh Trey Lance in that quarterback situation, I think that they could uh not move the ball well and uh I think it's going to put their defense in some negative game script situations and I think they're not going to play up to their uh draft position of third overall. Bust, I have the Steelers, even though their average draft position is 13. I see, I'm seeing them going in the top 10. And, uh, they usually always go in the top 10, if not earlier, uh, cause of the sacks and things. But, uh, that's going to be a very bad team. They're going to have a lot of time on the field. And, um, yeah, I think that that's going to be a, a, a tough defense this year. They can't stop the run. And, um, but a sleeper I have is the Ravens. Uh, their average draft position is 20. I have them ranked as my 10th. And uh, also the Chiefs, their average draft position is 27th. I have them ranked as 13th. I think the Chiefs are going to be a more ball-controlled offense this year and not going to be a quick score. And I think it's going to help their defense out a lot, which they improved in the offseason. Just as a reminder, I always post our social media on our social media sites when podcasts drop. So join our social media sites, subscribe, download, rate, review and podcast, uh, to the podcast wherever you listen. If you subscribe to the podcast, you can set your settings to automatically download and notify you. Please rate and review our podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Instagram and Instagram at Holy Handicapper. You can find us on Facebook at Faith Family Fantasy Football. Visit our website, faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. dot com. For those not involved in social for those not involved in social media, you can call and leave a message or text a question at seven seven zero seven four 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 zero seven five. My um, and my email address is holyhandicapper at faithfamilyfantasyfootball dot. Well, that's a wrap. It's been a blessing and a privilege to spend this time with you. Keep loving your Heavenly Father. Keep loving your family. Keep playing fantasy football. God bless you, and remember, one cross plus three nails equals forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. In the first book of Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 31, whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do it all unto the glory of God.